So any question then? Any so that's what you're saying? I can ask you any anything? Yeah. Really? With it, as a- keep it keep it PG and you're all good. Oh come on! This podcast not supposed, it's not supposed to be PG. Have you got your bosses listening in? Is that why? Uh, probably. Nah, oh. I don't know. I don't know. You go, go do whatever. I don't mind. Ask away. Right. Uh, don't know. I think I'll, I'll try and think of one by the end of the show, and you've got to come up with a punchy return, just like just like a. As I kept calling him last week, by the way, Poster Cogler. I kept calling him Poch, and thanks a lot. You never corrected me. You just stood by. And just oh, said, yeah, okay. just just let him let him continue calling our new but, boss Poch because that's all he's got on his mind. That, that, che- that Chelsea fuck, right? So it's not PG anymore. So I just use the F word. So of course, there, there you go. Right, right. We are going to make mistakes. By the way, it's a brand new pod. I mean, I've done loads, yeah. but but it's Standard. it's it's new. And I, th- I I looking at the stats, we've actually got we actually had. A, nearly 100 people listen to it it's not bad well I, oh that's decent uh, it's not bad right i know not bad at all Good start all right so let's get straight into it did you Go watch the postal press conference not the potch one we don't want to talk about him anymore <laughs> <laughs> did you watch Ange? i'll just call him angelo angelo's press conference Ange, angie's press conference yeah i did and do you know what like with with the potch uh See, you started that. And the, with the Postacoglu, with the Postacoglu press, do you know what? He make he makes you want to believe a bit more at Tottenham now. I think I think it's a great. I think he he speaks really well. I uh, I like his humour. I he he's someone you can warm to. I don't know. I'd love to. I'd love to get your thoughts on it because listening to him, listening to him was brilliant. I genuinely enjoyed it. I thought. Do you know what? He comes across like a decent bloke, and he he, he doesn't come across like a manager that um, is here to do us a favour. It feels like he's here because he wants he he's earned his way here and he's got here. And I, for me, I like that the most. Yeah, I tell you what, when when you go in and you meet a new team, like, I don't know, are you in a managerial role or um, what, what uh, me? Nah, nah, I'm not. No. Right. Okay. So so. Um, when you do get there, one of the things you have to do is watch how, watch the the press conference again because what he's done is public speaking to your team for the first time. I know that the journos yep. aren't his team, right? I understand that, but what he did straight away was set the setting, set the setting. Should we edit that bit out? No. So what he did, he set the scene, right, and he had them eating out of the palm of his hand. He knew what type of questions they were going to ask him. And you can see that this is in his, his first rodeo, right? He's done this countless times before. Like that thing that he did with Kane, where he mentioned that, oh, look, it's the third question. And, you know, we had a we had a sort of poll sweeps, going to see. Yeah. That, yeah, 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 exactly. Right. And that's what he did. And if you were to, if you are to believe what everyone says, that's sort of associated with the club. I'm talking about Alistair Gold and other people, where yeah. they talk to even the tea lady, and 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 everyone says the buzz around the place now that he's in with his new coaching team is outstanding. So he's he's already got the players on board, but then what he did, and not just the players and the staff and and everyone else that's that's at Hotspur Way, and and, and the and wherever they do their business, I'm sure it's at Hotspur Way. But then what he did, and he had to get 
the, the media on board and he did that straight away. He had them laughing yep. out loud twice, if you noticed. Yep. And uh, I think that definitely he's the type of guy that you can have a beer with, but I also think that he can uh, set up a team to win as well. It's quite rare yeah. to have those two things, you know. I mean, normally you have, like Harry, bless him, he was great, but was he a tactical genius? I don't think no. so. I don't think so. No. But I tell you what, you would love to have a beer with him. Yeah, with, no, I agree. With 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 uh, with Ange, I think that we get best of both worlds, and so do the players. And imagine having an environment where things aren't so systematic. Because under Conte, everything was to a system. Like you, you had to come in at a certain time. You had to be outside at a certain time. Um, this is just going with reports that I that I've heard. Then you got into your certain groups and you did you did these drills that were pre-programmed and you you were getting bored of them. But this guy comes in with his whole fresh approach and he tells them, "Listen, we're going to win if we do it this way." Then he makes them laugh and he gets them on board. Yep. So that's a win-win in my book. You know, I mean, it's uh, I, I, I was super buzzing uh, after watching that. And then I sort of heard another 10 podcasts about ticket pricing and the PR disaster that is our club and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think we're going to get into that a bit later on, right? But um, anything else you want to add about about the press conference? No, I, I, as I said to you, I think I just think he... I think it, it was, you couldn't ask for a better press conference. I think it was just what you wanted to hear. It, it as you say, got everyone on side. And listen, I think we've got, I think he's the right man for the job. I said this after a few weeks. I've done a bit of research and I think, yeah, I think it's, um, I just think it's the right thing for us at the moment. Yeah, I can't wait for the season to start, mate. Agreed, agreed. So it's not long now. I think that the rest of, the players come in today or tomorrow? Twelfth, I think. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow right? The rest of the international lot come in tomorrow. Right. Apart from something I did read, it's not in the running order. But Hoy Hoybier, is that? I mean, should we read anything into that? I don't know if you've seen it. Where I he's, haven't known. Like, so, in. so his agent basically came out, and this is through some third parties. I I have read direct quotes. Okay, I'm not some ITK, but apparently his agent has said he's not returning. And uh, find him a new club. Well, I mean, I mean, if that's if that that's very much clear as day, I think it tells you about the reports. Obviously, he's been linked with Atletico Madrid heavily. I ju- I'll be honest. I'm I'm very much in the I'm in this in the spect of. I I think he's not good enough. I don't think he's a great player. I think yes, he works hard in air quotes, but I mean, apart from that, what um. Apart from that, what does he do apart from point and shout? Like, let's be frank and honest. I think we need better midfielders. Thank you for the service. But if you can get 30 million quid for him, so be it. I think that's good business to get rid of. Listen, if he wants out, then I want him out in that sense. Because I just think we need much better midfielders than him. It's not just, I don't think that it's uh, up to Hoybier anymore. Because if you, if you, were, if you read about uh, Ange's career... And the way he's gone about things, it's all about the team. And it's all about yeah, of course. people pulling in the same direction. And when he went into, it was either Melbourne or Brisbane Raw, where they had the three biggest players in, in the Australian League, in the A-League there. And they turned their nose up at him. 
And he didn't yep. allow them to train. And he got rid of them straight away. And they went on to win the league. Yeah. And so I, I think that, well, thanks a lot, Hoy Pierre's agent and, and Pierre Emil. Well done. Great name. You're off. See you later. You can wave your hands and shout about in the centre circle another club. Not ours. Because I, you know, I've, I've really got a feeling that this this guy is here to to set up this project. And he, he sort of said it, right, in, in the conference where where he said that he loves to build things. He loves to to create and get things going. And by the way, that's what I love to do as well. Like, um, mm-hmm. whenever I'm, I'm setting up a new team, um, I mean, one of, the, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do was recruit. Um, I don't know anyone who owns a business or is in recruitment. It is really one of the hardest things. Forget CVs, I toss them out the window. It's it's really about the first five minutes of speaking to someone that you get to see their drive and desire. Obviously, they're going to try and say all the right things in an interview. But it's it's then on day one to see, do they turn up early? How committed are they? And uh, this guy is, if reports are to be believed, has done none of that. So, No, agreed. On your way. No, agreed. Right, so I've got a question for you. Go for it. At the end of last season, mm-hmm. uh, we conceded, how many goals was it, do you remember? 63 goals. 63 goals. So do you think that if we conceded 63 goals, that means that we should go out and buy, and I'm happy we did, an attacking midfielder, a, um, a sort of winger who cuts in, and zero defenders? Mate, where the fuck are our, our defenders? What's going oh, on? I th- it's a great point and I made a massive rant about this the other day about the defenders and then ironically 24 hours later um, a deal was very very close with Mickey van der Ven so hasn't it been close since the last time we were talking two weeks ago uh, no because I think there was no there were, yes there was personal terms agreed but that is the first point of the that's always the first part of it it looks like a deal has been agreed with the two clubs relatively close to it yeah um Listen, I'm at the, I'm at the stage. Listen, if let's see what happens in the next couple of days. The next couple of days is crucial because I said all along, and I was on my show earlier with um, with Savra earlier on my um, uh, YouTube show with him. Well, on his sorry, and I just said, I said, do you know what's more crucial? Less of the footballing side of it. I think it's more the personal side. You want to get the likes of um, you want to get the likes of Van der Ven on the plane. Not necessarily that he'll be playing against West Ham because you could easily sign a player after the others have flown and then fly them out themselves. But you want them to integrate with the team. I think that's so crucial. I think it's it's about being part, getting a player as part of the team. I think signing Solomon today, good business. But I think at the moment we need centre halves. I said I've said all along. I said on the show two weeks ago we need three. Um, my my concern is is. It's got to be two and one other. The one other is going to be the question mark. Who is that going to be? Uh, but I think Van der Ven and Tatsoba are so important. We have to get those done very quickly. Yeah, I still don't know where they are. Right, so I'll 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 just continue on what you were saying. Right, so we yep. have um, a player who who comes into a new team and he gets to know his teammates and what and what have you. Right, mm-hmm. if we're going after two players who haven't lived in this country we're talking about two human beings let's put the footballing side um let's Mm -hmm. let's throw it into the corner right we're talking about two human beings who have to figure out where they're going to live try and get to know 
the people, the culture, and all of this jazz, and then try and put their best foot forward to try and improve the team. And it's and this is why I I sort of like right now I'm facepalming, mate. I'm doing the Jean Luc Picard thing mm-hmm. because I I don't get it. I missed out Vicario, by the way, when I said talked talked about the signings, yep. but. I don't get it. It was it was the it was the one position that was screaming out at us. Go and get these done. Sure, if you're going to go and get the other three players in, and you want to count Povro and and, and Kulusevski as the other two, fine. You know that's all well and good. And I think maybe they had to go and get them done because the ticketing thing that was coming, or maybe there was a, an angle for that. But guys, come on, we've got the money. In fact, I'll ask you this question: Do you know where Tottenham Hotspur? The team from North London are in the sporting franchise or entity list that Forbes have put together in the world with regards to generating revenue. Um, that's the thing. Great question. I, I know we're up there, but a lot, a lot Third. of people on EBIT. Third. Yeah, but the, yeah, but isn't that isn't that on EBITDA though? If we're going to debate this, it's debated probably. EBITDA is not profit. EBITDA's, um, I didn't say profit, it's revenue. Yeah, but it's, yeah, but my, yeah, no, I agree. By the way, on that side of things... Um, if we Can you explain what EBITDA is to idiots like me? Oh, so... Oh, I can't, You're in finance, come on, spill, put, spill the put, beans. You've what? put me on the spot. So well, you did say EBITDA, I'm, I want to know what it is yeah, now. Yeah, no, but it, I can't, I can't remember. Basically, it's, it's done on profit margin and all that lot, and it, it's very technical, I don't really want to go into it, but it, it's not the same as profit, in a sense, because I think people... It's uh, earnings before. Is it before God, tax? Is it's probably earnings before yeah, it's, tax it's, and it's expenses, earn, right? Earn, yeah, basically, it's all that. Yeah, basically. Right. So, e- uh, but, but, e- e- bit ladies and gentlemen, we've learned a new word. Um, write in and let us know what it means. It's because an, but, it's, an, it's, it's not an, it's not a word. It's a um, acronym. An acronym. That's the one. Right. Perch is yes. struggling to explain it, even though he is in finance. So, please oh. write into at Hotspur Way Show on Twitter. Um, maybe you can set up the Threads account because in 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 uh, in Cyprus and in Lebanon, for some reason, I can't seem to set it up because the uh, terms oh, and conditions are too Europe, difficult. But then I get it, I get it in Spain. So that's, oh, that's I, weird, I right? heard it's not in, I heard it's not in Europe, but then I've got it in Spain. So right, so it will be probably at Hotspur Way or Hotspur Way Show or yep. Threads when we get it. But the point is that we are third and we have money. I understand the profits, right? I understand. So so for all the for all people like me who don't understand, if you make a hundred pounds in one day but you've had to spend fifty, your profit is fifty, right? It's not a hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, right. in, in layman's terms, yeah. Right, okay. We can we can right now go out and spend money. Now, I, I'll explain what I mean by that. I'm not Agreed. some sort of football manager idiot who just goes, uh, I'm going to go into cheat mode and I want my chairman to do this and that because I'm pretending to be other clubs and signing duff players for millions. I'm not going to do that. But you know what? There comes a time when we need to speculate and it's not happening. No, and agree. it needs to happen. And I don't get why it's not happening. And then on top of all of that, they put the prices up, the ticket prices oh. Don't don't start about the pricing. I made a. I've, I've said a lot about the pricing, and that was. Um, I think that was one of the most disgusting things I've seen from this football club in a long time. Um, when, when we're in a situation right now that we are in in society, to then put the prices up to a point where you're talking about 130 pounds for the most expensive category A ticket. No person should be paying 130 pounds. To sit in a seat to watch your team play football. 
I don't care who anyone is in that side of things. I think it was unacceptable. I mean, and when people ju- when people justify it, oh, but everything's going up in society. Let's not be honest. We're, it's not like we were on... It's not like our seat tickets are being charged at 20 quid and they've put them up to 45. And, or they've not... Our tickets were 20 quid and they put them up by 5%. Some tickets have gone up by 20%. But... But the biggest thing is here, and I say this all along, can't moan about it if you're going to go there every week. I, I'm, 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 I'm very much in that boat. Nothing changes if we're going to, if, if people are going to buy tickets or, and go there every week, you can't sit there and complain about being charged the absolute wad that they're charging. I know, I know, I know that we can't, right? But. It's, it's a bit, I think it's a bit easier for me and you. We don't live in the Agreed, UK yeah. anymore, right? I was planning to go maybe four times. I still might be able to go to the United one. I'm still going to pay it, all right? Yeah. Because I have to. I want to see my team. Yeah, I've, I get I've, that. I've talked about Ange Postacoglu until I'm blue in the face. I want to go and see what he's all about. And I just, I need to go and, and see my team. Do you know what I mean? And I just yeah. what what I don't get is is people who well I'll start again. What I don't get is this. Now picture this this scenario. Now bef- okay. I, I need to give you some some con- some some context to this. I have worked on a project where Donna Maria Cullen, she's on the board of Tottenham Hotspur. She's a great uh, marketer, mainly a PR specialist. She is very very good. I've never said this before. I haven't actually met her, but we've been on a project management tool and we've we've had um, we've had sprints together. We've done this was over ten years ago. Okay, she's great at what she does, and what I can't imagine, or what I think actually has happened, but I, I hope it hasn't, is Daniel's come in. He goes, guys, listen, uh, we've uh, well, Donna, what's what's the PR sentiment like around our club? Just for the, those of you who don't know, PR sentiment is in PR, we can measure how well our company is doing in regards to, or brand is doing in regards to um, people's views, potential customers, potential partners, or, or, or even clients' views, right? And they measure that yep. via a whole host of things such as social media and various other PR and brand recognition tools. And she says, you know what, Daniel? This isn't her voice. <laughs> It's really high at the moment. Why don't we just turn it down a little bit, Donna? Well, Daniel, what do you mean? Well, I think that we can make 0.3 of our revenue back by charging all the One Hotspur members and anyone else who wants to come along. And by the way, the members, Donna, remember, they've already paid because we never told them we're going to do this. Daniel, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking Doing what? I think that we should raise the goddamn. Sorry, that's me tapping the desk. I can't picture Daniel doing that. The goddamn pricing on match day by an X percent, so we can fill in a a hole of zero point three percent of our revenue. There is no way that Donna Maria turned around and said, "You know what, Daniel? That's a great idea." Because my job in trying to raise PR sentiment for this for this company is going to be made a whole lot easier. She must have argued with him. And boy, does she argue when she wants to, by the way. Yeah. And she's, yeah, she's a great critical thinker. 
Donna, if you are listening to this, if you do become the 101th person to listen to this, it's James. You remember me from, you surely remember me from Butterfly. Get in touch. And so there is no way that she allowed that, which then leads to my thinking that it's a one-man show. Or it's a two-man show and one of them we never hear from because he's in the Bahamas Mm -hmm. or in Patagonia or Barbados. Yeah. And that's worrying, mate. It's so worrying because that conversation must have happened. He didn't just one day, he didn't go down to Sarah at Ticketing and go, Sarah, listen, um, can you show me that Excel sp- can you show me that Excel spreadsheet with the pricing? Yeah. You see that number? Can you increase it by 20% here, 28% there, and 26% there? Yep, yep, sure, Daniel. And she did it, and she pressed save, and uh, it was locked into the CRM. It doesn't work like that. So what happened, mate? You tell me what happened. I don't know. You tell me. Well, I just have. I just, I, I, I think, I think that it's, it's, uh, mm. it's him. And I, I don't think, I think the other people who were there were pawns. And I'm sorry, Donna, that yeah. if you've, if you heard me say that, but come and correct me because I know how good you are. So come and correct me when yeah. I say that you're a pawn, because I don't understand how that happened. And mm-hmm. what Maria is, or what Donna is fantastic at is leaks. So, for instance, over the last month or so, we've had a lot of a lot of the press say Spurs are, we hear from the club, interested in such and such player. But the thing is, they've all used the same sentence. We understand this. And, and then they mention, I'm not going to, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a sentence or two. And in, in PR, what, it, what you do is you leak certain information and you do tell them, please use this line within yeah. your copy and so it's clear that they have been leaking this to raise sentiment mm-hmm. so makes, makes sense i don't quite understand how he's then gone and done this like right now she must be going i i don't know how to raise this now because right now the only thing that can satisfy everyone is a signing don't worry don't worry donna we've got an Israeli international joining us for free. I don't think that's going to cut it, Daniel. No, no, you you watch you 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 watch what happens when we when we launch, Daniel. I really don't think you know. I've got a, I've had eighteen years experience in this, Daniel. No, I don't think it's going to cut it. I think you need to maybe do something else. No, no, you'll see. It's all going to be fine. And and don't worry about it because most of the people who buy the shirts, anyway, as you've seen from the overseas sales, are from overseas. So that's what we really care about. And that is brand management and and an absolute PR disaster. Yeah, I agree. Um, No, I agree. I agree. I agree with you. I think I think I just think just to sort of touch on that as well. I just think at the moment we're at a stage where the mismanagement at the moment is all over the place. I think I think I take everything you say um, at face value. I don't. You're not making it up, are you? Let's be honest. Well, I made up the whole conversation with Levy, but I, I think something like that must but you have know happened. What I mean. yeah. you, know what you know what I'm saying. Yeah, though, yeah, like, yeah. Hypotheticals we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, I just think at the moment now we need a lot. We're crying out for a lot. Um, I just hope we get there somehow. Like, Listen, I think it's easy, easy to go on about it. And I think now, I think more than anything now, we need centre-halves. I think we're crying out for two centre-backs. I think we take it away from the business side and take it back to just the football inside. Um, 
yeah, I'm just at that point where I need to get, we need centre-rails in. Yeah. And what do you make of uh, Van der Vent? By the way, before I ask you that question, I did see, and I, I actually even had conversations with people on some on a WhatsApp group that I'm, that I'm on, a um, bunch of people in Cyprus and a few in the UK, where they said, is, is Van der Ven uh, Postacoglu signing? And all I said to him was, well, he must be. And then I saw the tweet from you. And tell us about the tweet. Yeah, no, so um, it was just uh, someone else that put it out there. I kind of recycled it. But, yeah, it was quite good to go and share it out. Was that, um, yeah, it was heavily linked with Celtic uh, about a year ago. So we, over, about maybe six months ago, actually, maybe more, maybe about six. Man, no, it was, about, it was a year and about 18 months ago. It was linked yeah, to yeah, 2021, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, 2022, I think, actually. Right. I think, yeah, it was linked It was linked January 2022 into Celtic, which tells me that that, 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 that you don't just, uh, I don't I don't sit there and believe that, I think there's got to be reason about it. The, play, the, the manager obviously wants this guy in. He looks like a tidy football player. Um, I like him. Listen, I, 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 a lot of people want taps over, over this guy. I said, no, I think this guy would be the perfect fit for us at the moment. He's got good recovery speed. He's um, he's a big lad. Um, and he's captain of the under-21s at Dutch side. I think that's so important. We don't have leaders at this football club. We're crying out for a leader. And this guy may not be the real full deal as a leader, but it's it's at least it's a step towards the right place. Definitely, but I I'll have to pull you up. I think that Edmund Tapsobi, if you take a look at some of his stats, they're off the charts. I know that you can't always replicate. I know that you can't always replicate uh, stats because they are on paper or digital, and what happens when you go to a new league and blah 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 and all of that jazz. Right, we understand that, but why can't we get both? No, no, no. Sorry, say. Uh, my, the caveat is is I want to see both those at Spurs I think we need two defenders um, I don't want Longley I I will stand up and say I don't I would rather Eric Dyer stay for one more year than we sign Clement Longley on a three year contract I think it, it negates the problem I think you get Longley and you think already what, you've already signed him and you're already thinking about how do we get rid of him uh, I just don't want to be in that position so I think I'd rather us keep Eric Dyer for one year and then release him at the end of his contract than have Longley in um, and then looking next summer to go and get a third centre half in I'd happily do that um, I mean out, outgoings is such an important one it looks like Sanchez is going but yeah no for me I, I, the point mainly is is we've got to get both I think that's so crucial yeah and, and the problem is that I think we will get we, we will get Longley in and I the other day I had a bit of a an argument with someone on Twitter surprise surprise where they said their argument was that you can bring him in maybe even on a free and it doesn't matter that his, that his salary is going to be 300k a week. And I said to him, do you, do you, you must play a lot of football manager because if, I am, if I've really progressed and I've been at Spurs for a while and I'm on 150 and then this guy who came in didn't do much better than me and he's on double my salary and they said, no, 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 but we can flip him. Like we can sell him quickly. No, it doesn't oh, work like that. No, but it doesn't work like that. Barcelona are really trying... You know, they've, they've sold him quickly, haven't they? They've been trying to sell him for two years. 
They yeah, can't, you can't, can't you can't get rid of him. And it's not just that. Most players, and this is directly from football manager, when they come in, they normally get a signing on fee. So we'll get a signing on fee, and, and that's that's normally passed against his his salary, right? So we'll get a signing on fee. He'll get a huge salary, and he'll want a five year deal. And then yep. we want to sell him after a year or two because you know people on Twitter say we should flip him, and so that's how business should be run. And no one will buy him. And then what do we do? Thirty million. You sit there and then having to figure out how to get rid of a player. That's why I said in my lot, and then I got shut down for it when people go, oh, you want Eric Dyer to say? And I said, no, but in context, I'd rather we keep Eric Dyer for one more year if we're to sign two defenders in this window, him be the fourth choice, and then in the, and then in the summer of next, we go, do you know what? He's going out on a free. The rest of these are going out on freeze. They're really, we're releasing them. Um, now we go in and buy a fourth centre half that we've scouted for 12 months properly, like like proper football teams do, scout for 12 months, and then go and get the next man in and improve our defence that way. Listen, I've said all along, I think the Postacoglu situation isn't one that's going to take a window to do. It's not going to take two. It could take four, maybe even five windows to completely fix the problems we have at this football club systematically problems everywhere um, on mismanagement on terrible signings that we can't get rid of players that are on 100 to 200 grand a week that we just can't get rid of at the moment you can't even get rid of them you no. can't give them away for free um, and I think that's the key problem we've got at the moment exactly but I said 30 million I meant to say 18 imagine so Longley on a five year deal 18 million right, yeah. let's, let, let's just say 16 million he doesn't earn 300k a week Six, he's not going anywhere. No, I've got course, 16 yeah. million due to me. We're seeing this with within Dombele. We're seeing it with Lachelso. You know, yeah. they're not going to go anywhere. Why Why would you? I wouldn't. You know, they don't have the same affinity that we have with the club. They don't care. No. They've got no, a short no. They've got a short career. And that's it. You know, it's, it's out, no, they're, they're out for themselves. So he's not going to go anywhere. So let's stop this long way thing. But I've got a feeling that we're going to get him and Tosin. Tosin, actually, I don't mind. Uh, I, I, I'm not an expert on him, but I've seen him play twice. And he looked all right. He did. And I actually did yeah. think the last time I saw him, oh, he's actually all right. I'll take a look at this guy. And then when we were linked, I thought, great. That looks good. But we really should be pushing the boat out and getting these players in. And now, you know, not waiting until the, the, the team are off in Australia. Yeah. We're going to Australia and where else? We're going to the Far East, I think. No, I think we're going to Southeast Asia. So I think we're going to Singapore after Australia. I could be wrong, but... No, right, um, okay. I think it's definitely mainly in Australia, I believe. We need them there. We need them bonding, Agreed. you know? We need them bonding there. By the way, there's another thing that... that well, so some, something you said, again, I'll, I'll take you up on this. I don't believe that any club, and I mean any club unless, unless uh, they've lost all their players needs five or six windows to fix problems. I'll explain what I mean by this. I believe that every transfer window is is an incremental stage in making or should be there to make your team better. I think that within, let's say, two or three windows, seeing as how Postokoglu has worked in the past, he will get out most of the deadwood whether the players want to go or not. Okay, he will mm-hmm. treat them in such a way where he will, he will turn into thunder. Forget the lovely guy that we're seeing in the press conferences. He won't be like that. And so they will leave. And the worst thing about it is having players who don't want to be there. And then you've got a team that's winning and you're missing out on that. 
most they're professionals right they want to be part of that so i think that it will be two or three windows and then what will happen is we have to speculate to incrementally add value to the squad so we can get better season in season out because if it's going to take five windows mate five windows is what two and a half seasons two and a half, two and a half yeah yeah two and a half seasons no i i i don't think think he's ever spent longer than two and a half seasons anywhere maybe i'm wrong no i was being more facetious when i said that but i mean it's it's, i mean it more in the sense of it's not going to be one that gets done overnight like it's going to take a while the way we operate as a football club we're not chelsea we don't operate like chelsea because chelsea go do you know what we're going to bin six or seven of you now we don't do that we the problem is is we can't get rid of these players and i think that's the key bit when I say when I say two to uh, when I say four or five windows, a lot of these might have to stay until their contracts are done, or we go and pay a chunk of money to get rid of them, and it it's such a hard fine line. I think I made a point about this um, earlier today, and I said the only thing what I do think could happen is you might see contracts torn up near the end of the window, last day of the window. We can't get rid of Ndombele or Lo Celso or. Um, Tanganga or whoever I mean insert whatever bit of dross we have I mean there's enough of it um, and then there that's when it gets chopped up because it's like well we we try to sell they, we can't get rid of them we want them off the weed bale we've got to pay it off now yeah. um, and I think you might end up getting to a situation where it is like that um, yeah it's tough but listen we're, we're, we're a football club that needs to actually start acting like a football club we need to we're, we're crying out to act in, we're crying out to be acting like to act like a football club because we're just going to keep sinking otherwise. And listen, I think we're at a stage now where we're starting to see a little bit of it happening. Not always. We're still we're still way behind the, the curve of what we need to be doing. But we're starting to see it. We're getting semi-okay, decent business happening. Semi-decent business. Yeah, look, I'm, had, had Madison signed when we lasted the show? I don't think so, right? Um, I think Vicario no. had. Vicario, Vicario signed the day we did the stream, so yeah. Yeah, no. it was happening right live, wasn't it? it? Was that was that was good. So, what do you think of of Madison? Spend a minute or two. Oh, I think I think I think it's it, it it's one of the best signings going at the moment. I think we've got a creative midfielder we cry out for, good value, good business. Can't really go against it. I don't think it's someone we should have signed years ago. Uh, we should have signed him years ago when he was at Norwich and Coventry. We've been linked with him for about seven years now. Finally got him. Um, but yeah, well, I think it's it's good business. It's business that should have happened a long time ago, but at least it's done now. Yeah, I, I think that what he'll do, he'll slot into the the num- one of the two number eight roles that, that Postacog, you fall over. No, bang the window. Oh, fair enough. Uh <laughs> weird man bangs window in Barcelona yes. so so I, I I do I do think that he'll fit into one of the eight slots that's if we play that way and it's quite interesting that Postacoglu did say that you know it's not always set in stone the way he plays if he if he is to to use the same sort of system as he did at Celtic then what happens with Madison is once we're in a defensive uh, position, you'll see that Kane will remain up top with Madison. Well, basically, it, it becomes a sort of four-four-two. So you'll have Madison and Kane up top, 
And then what will happen is as soon as the brake comes on Madison, slightly, he he comes a bit deeper. Um, And once one of the triangles, it's normally three triangles they try to play down the wings and one in the centre. So when that happens, then he will be involved with the other number eight who's near him, who I don't know who it's going to be. Most probably, I don't know if it's going to be Bissouma because Bissouma, I think, will be our player of the season at number six. I'll talk about him in a bit. Yeah, you'll well, I'll tell you why. Shall I tell you why? Well, no, no, you, you tell me why, and then I'll, I'll, I'll well, counter no, it. I, I think he can play there, but I don't think he's going to be the best player there. I think you kind of need Basuma to be that sort of box to box. He's got a, he's got a proper engine on him. Right. Okay. And so that's. I think he he might end up being the six as a deep, as a temporary base until we sign someone. Right. So so the second number eight does become the box to box midfielder there he needs to have a much bigger engine than than his counterpart number eight because what what he does yep. is he'll pick up the ball from the six the six normally what he'll do is he's a moderate type of player and he'll, he'll play the ball mm-hmm. quickly a triangle is formed the first number eight will then pick it up pass it to the wing and then come and then comes in the second number eight who then forms the triangle with either the striker and the winger on either side and then what will happen is once the ball has been played forward um, he will then push forward and then what will happen is the box to box number eight will then push right up to pick up any loose balls and press and so that's how Posokoglu has been playing I'll tell you about Bisuma. when I see Bisuma, I see a player who before he receives the ball knows exactly what he's going to do with it I don't know if you saw that in glimpses towards the end of last year. He knows what he's going to do with the ball. He can read the game. His vision is fantastic. And for me, that is a number six because he's going to pick up the ball from, and the way Postecoglou likes to have it is one of the defenders comes out of the back four with the ball, Van der Ven, because that's what he loves to do, and gives it to the six who immediately turns around the play and will either play it out to one of the wingers or one of the number eights or a ball over the top. And I can see Bissouma doing that. Because if you notice, yeah. he, he always wanted the ball as well. If you always looked at him, right, he's always got his hands down by the side, down by his side, and he's, you know that gesture where your fingers flip up and you're saying, right, give it to me, give it to me. That's what he was doing continuously towards the end of the last season. And I thought, wow, if you continue on from here, and he looks like he's hit the ground running. You saw him when he, you know, all the, all the body language experts came out of the woodwork when the guy yeah. set up on the first day of training. But he looked really up for it. Like really, really up for it. And you might be right. He might be the 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 box-to-box number eight. But then again, who comes in as the six, as the player who takes the ball from the, from the pressing centre-half that we're going to have that pushes up takes the ball from him and quickly either a short pass or a mid-range pass to um, either a winger or the two number eights or one in seven, it's normally like that under, under Postokoglu, to the striker. Who who does that in our team right now? I mean, You're going to say Skip? Not... Who, who, have actually, who have we got? We've got what? Skip. What, in midfield at the moment? What? Yeah, because Bentacor's... Bentacor's yeah, I mean, we, he's not. Yeah, he's not going to travel. He he could do it. By the way, he could definitely do the number yeah, six. Yeah, that's I mean. Bentacle would be your guy, but not at the moment. Whilst he's out, I mean, he won't be. He won't be playing until. He won't be playing until probably December. So I mean, you'll be very hard on getting him in anytime soon. 
Um, who do I see doing it at the moment? It's a great question, actually. Um, it's gonna. I think you could see Basuma being able to do it at the moment. I think he would be your guy right now that can do that role. I think. I think it's interesting to see though because I think we've got. Um, we I I think we may need to go and buy someone. One player that might be able to do it is Pape Saar. I think Saar. I, I like him. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Good, I think he's a good player, and I think he's one of those players that I look at and go, I just think he needs a chance. Someone, and I think Postecoglou could be that man that gives him a chance. I liked him. I thought when he when I saw him play, I went, you know what? This is a lad that can play. This is a lad that can play. He just needs the opportunity. And we need to give him that, and I think I think personally, I, I I agree with you. I think that with with Saar, he he either becomes let's say a a first eleven rotational player, so he's playing once every three games or something, including yeah. the cups, or we're going to have to loan him out. But not, I mean, to a team in in England, please, ideally yeah. the Premier League, right. like like send him up to Luton. Can you imagine him in Luton's midfield? Yeah. yeah. I have no I idea just, about Luton, I, by the way. I've, I just I've, still think he, I just still think he's got a, he can do a job here with us. I think we're gonna need we need engines, and from what I've seen on on him, he's got an engine about him. This lad, he's gonna he's not the finished article. Before anyone thinks that that's what we're trying to say here, he's not. He's gonna be a lad that's gonna he is raw. He is, but isn't that what we? Um, isn't that what we've been crying out for? Just a player that, like, to just sort of get behind. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think we, we miss that at the moment. There isn't really many players out there at the moment that we go, oh, do you know what? We just get behind him. Like, and he's de- I think he's a decent player that works hard. And I think I think, we, I think we'd be mad to let him go out alone. I, I think he can be one of those that we might... He might be the one of those players that you know what stands out in this system. I uh, hear yeah, there. I say it. He might be one of those players that is the one that just stands out in this system. Are you gonna are you gonna stand on on the hill and say no, I'm, I'm dying is, on this hill? I'll I'll die on the hill for um for for him. I think he's the right player for us at the moment. I think I like I like a players like Saar. Works hard. Yeah, not a finished article at all. But he's hard. He's an hard worker, and I like. I think we're just crying out for hard-working players, and he is one of them. I don't think he's just hard-working, though. I think that he's a mini Bisuma. I don't know if you notice yeah. that he also, he's young, right? So he doesn't have that experience where he's always calling for the ball. Maybe he was a bit shy, but he also knew where to play the ball, especially in that Milan game. He knew where mm-hmm. to play the ball before he got it. And that, that was interesting. Now, talking about sending out people on loan, end on belly. What do you think is going to happen? What do I think is going to happen? What do I want happens are two different things. Well, what do you, what do you, oh, based on what Postelkoglu said about him, because he did leave a little hint, if you remember what he said. Yeah. Where yeah, I mean, it's I'll down to him, on. really. Do you know what I mean? Where, where he said that, and yeah. that, that to me was, and it was, it was sort of the only player that he said that about. Yeah. I know it was a direct I, question, but. He, he, he worries me that he is going to be at this club next season. I'll be honest, I don't care for him. I don't want him here. I just think I've seen enough of this player to go. Do you know what? He ain't. He ain't got. He hasn't got it about him. And listen, I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love to come back to this and listen back to this in in six to seven months' time and go, wow, what a player we've got. 
I'm happily, I'd happily be wrong. I don't think I am wrong. I think he's a player that thinks he's better than he is. And for me, I don't want players like that at my football club anymore. Like, yeah. We've had so many of these players that think that they're better than they actually are. Done with it, really. Yeah, he's what I call a glimpser. So yeah. he's he's got skill in abundance and he can show glimpses of it. But you know what the barometer for me was in Serie A last season, where it's a much slower-paced league than the Premier League. Yeah. Most most leagues are, but it really is a lot slower. I mean, it's, it's gone on since we used to watch Football Italia on Channel 4 with James Richardson, but he couldn't really get into that team week in, week out. He wasn't but, trusted. But don't don't you find that with Ndombele, though? Like, great, I said this earlier, I said this earlier as well, and... There's got to be a reason why every single manager that's managed this player doesn't fancy him. He went to he, he came from Lyon, wasn't fancied under Jose Mourinho. Pochettino was sacked at this point. Jose Mourinho wasn't fancied. Sent back on loan to back to Lyon on loan. Wasn't fancied. They didn't want to sign him. Came back to Spurs. Now has gone to Napoli. Didn't fancy him at Napoli. Like. How many more managers under what? Conte, uh, Spalletti, Nuno, Jose, um, oh, missed, I forgot the Leon manager's name, but every single manager seems to have the same argument. It can't be all the manager's fault. Maybe the player's got to look in the mirror a little bit. I can answer that question for you. So I'll give you an analogy, right? I'll put my Postacoglu hat on and uh, come up with a metaphor. So if you have someone who you hire a copywriter, let's say, right? So I'm in branding and marketing and I hire a copywriter and deep down, I, that's what I am. I'm a copywriter, someone who, who writes books and, and uh, any sort of content, right? And this person handed in, in their interview, an absolute masterpiece. And so you hired them because, wow, this person could write like so few other people that you've ever seen and you hire them and you give them big bucks. And when it comes to handing in their copy on time, they can't. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to turning up to work on time, they can't. They're a maverick. They believe they're better than everyone else. They don't have to abide by the rules. They don't have to be at a nine, leave at five. I see the same parallels with Ndombele. I see a guy who has probably more skill in his right foot than I would say most of the Tottenham Hotspur playing staff combined. But you yep. know what? He can't put the yards in. He doesn't want to run. He gets tired. He feels that he doesn't need to do those things. And he's one of those players, as I say, a glimpse. And you'll normally see him when you play in the park or five-a-side. Oh, just give me the yeah, ball. Yeah. Just just give me the ball. Just give me the ball. I'll show you what I can do. It doesn't work like that because we're not in Dombele FC. You know, it's a team game. And I don't think he's ever had it. And I think that the Leon owner is still laughing from the fact that we paid what we paid for him. Yep. and uh, we have to cut our losses. If I'm wrong, I'll be so happy. You know, on a, I'll be so happy if I'm wrong, and Postacoglu can actually get him to change his drive and dynamism, which is very rare, because what you'll find is that's hardwired to, to, to us, to our DNA, it's how we are. You know, you'll normally find people who are driven and 
What's weird is that as a professional footballer, how did he not slip through the net? How did he keep getting through? How was he given a professional contract? Did he have it in the past? In which case, if he had it, it means it's somewhere in there. No, he's a technically gifted player, but I've never seen such a lazy attitude of a player. Like, yeah, just, yeah, frustration. He is a lot of it. So, mate, we've been going for nearly 50 minutes. Do you want to... Want to end it here? Oh, have you got anything else? I know. Oh, I think it's been an absolute pleasure. I think. I think we had a quick talk about we just signed Manuel Solomon, which I'm excited to see. Excited to see him. Um, you think you'll get in the team weekly? I think. I think he'll he'll have a big part in the team. Postecoglou likes making substitutions, and this lad looks like he's got a bit about him. Right, finally, a manager who likes to make subs, right? I mean, well, five well exactly. I think. I think, but we've got a player, a manager there that likes. Wants to make substitutions. Um, we've got a player there that showed glimpses of it at Fulham. I think injuries didn't help him whatsoever. But um, I think we've signed a good player there. I think there's a reason why the likes of Barcelona wanted him. I think I think we've got a good player there. I think I don't. I think people using the sort of it's a cheap signing as a sort of stick. No, I think I don't I think care. That's the wrong, <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. uh, some, some, sometimes, sometimes when we say cheap, doesn't mean it's always bad. I think people use that yardstick way too much. I'm excited to see him play. I'm excited for him to do well. I can see him playing well. And listen, it's another player that just we've got another player in that comes with a bit of something, if that makes sense. Just a bit of a bit of energy about him. Listen. We'll see. We, we, we'll only, we only have time to see how it will get on, but I think we've got a good player there. Did we actually pay a fee for him in the end? He's a free. He was he's a complete free. free. Yeah, he's uh, a free transfer. Right, I don't think he's on 300k a week. I've, I've, no, he, no, he, no, he wouldn't on, be, um, right? What, 50, 60? 50, 60 maybe. maybe. Yeah, about that. Yeah, so I'm just looking at his stats. By the way, if, if, if you guys want to see this, it's the first time I've been on this site, so I'm not an expert. So FB Ref. Dot com right and it's it's really cool as you can compare players as well which is interesting by the way because if you compare tap sober with van der ven van der ven is supposed to be a player who carries out the ball if you take a yep. look at the carrying out of tap sober he smashes him in touches by 500 touches more that's interesting mm-hmm. we'll talk about that another time if we yeah. ever sign him but I'm lo- yeah him. i'm looking at, at manor and i'm bearing in mind that this the ending of this show is is uh, rivaling the return of the king Lord of the Rings trilogy where we're saying we're going to end it but if we take yeah. a look so pass completion not bad 96 um, passes completed so 84.5% mm. okay progressive passes 3.78 fair enough he's a winger progressive carries 2.52 per 90 that's not bad mm-hmm. and successful take-ons 3 so 2.99 so three times in a match he will take on, he will take on someone uh, I wonder what Aaron Lennon's stats were for take-ons in a in a match. I, well, I don't know. It'd be nice to to have uh, been able to go back, but I can't do that. I, I did check. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, he might come in. I think he's going to come in handy. Uh, he plays on the left and cuts in right, which yeah. is which is a bit weird because um, I was about to say Pochettino. Postecoglou does like his wingers to be touchline huggers. So, you know, he does like that. So maybe, maybe he will play on the right because he is right-footed. But then again, changing your whole playing style, I don't know if that's going to happen. 
so because because i think you've got to remember like we've also got um kulizeski does exactly the same thing so i think i think we're just gonna have to very much wait and see i think is going to be the key one here with what happens because what's he going to do with kulizeski maybe him and solomon play either side i don't know but listen he's not going to be the first starter but he could be a good impact sub yeah so in other news we do have a as we said at the beginning we do have a twitter account so at hotspur way show we will have a threads account mate if you can set that up yeah that'd be awesome yeah we are i haven't shown you this yet mate but we are my company um I, i've got the luxury of having staff who can create a, a probably the best podcast website around Love we're that. putting it together now and it should be ready uh, not too sure when actually i won't say when but uh we're super happy with some of the things that we've done uh, one of our designers put together the new logo i don't know if you noticed that the logo change mate yeah then you, yeah so they put that together um so really looking forward to the website i'm gonna give a few shout outs so number one shout out to to perchy the perchy on twitter um you can give your plugs in a minute but You've got to watch Perchu on YouTube. I think it's great. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely watch you on on, on YouTube. Um, shout out to Spurs India. So that's at Spurs underscore India. I did tell him I'd give him a shout out. So there you are. And also shout out to Cyprus Spurs. I'll I'll be in Cyprus. I'm travelling there on on Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm in Beirut right now actually. So I'm travelling nice. on Thursday. I'll see the guys. Um, I won't be coming to see you anytime soon. Probably next year. We'll see how things go. But yeah, are you are you like? Do you is there a Barcelona Spurs? Yeah, big up the sh- Barcelona Spurs boys. Much shout out to you boys. Yeah, yeah what's, go, go. what's Barcelona there? Spurs on, Barcelona Spurs on Twitter, um, and obviously the the BCN you know it's group chat. Big up to you boys. Oh, cool. Up up the group chat. Yeah, no, yeah. There's a big big group of us. We all meet up for drinks and stuff. But, um, watch games and stuff where where would you because i think there's probably a few people now going in august as well probably going to barcelona where would they go and watch a, a game let's say brentford game oh no normally we just we normally we change it about there's so many different bars that we go to we don't normally sit down and go to the same one but we uh we mix it up a bit whichever one realistically we just sort of go oh we're gonna go here this time we just it's so sporadic. No one really makes. No one. There's no order. Is the best way to put it. Oh, it's, okay. Oh, we're gonna be up for a drink. Yeah, let's go. Watch pub. Uh, let's go here. And then how, we just meet there. How many of you normally go to a game? Let's say. Let's say, let's say the United game, which is the first home game of the season. How many? How many oh, you? well, normally it's about five or six of us that will meet up at the pub. Oh, but there's cool. a few of us in the group, so yeah, there's a good group of us there. Some good lads there. So if anyone's going to Barcelona, they can either reach out to you at yeah, the Perchy or or Barcelona Spurs. And if you're going to be in Cyprus, I know loads of you from the UK are going to be in Cyprus. If you're going to be in Larnaca, then come down to the meeting pub. The owners there are both of them massive Spurs fans. It's the number one place to watch Spurs in Cyprus. There's quite a lot of us there. And so, yeah, come down. Any plugs, mate? Any any upcoming shows you're going to do any streams? Yes, big plug, big plug. Um, Friday, 5pm UK to Saturday. I know about, I know about this one. My charity stream is is going my twenty four hour charity stream for the Peace Hospice Trust. Um, just a sort of uh, just a bit of sto- little story time behind it. My uncle passed away through. Um, um, oh, I can't remember. It. 
Council of the Esophagus um, and the Peace Hospice were a massive help to that. They uh, helped look after not just just him in the sort of last few weeks of his life, um, but also helped my family massively. Um, So as a bit of a repayment, I'm going to be sitting there by my computer, staring at a camera for 24 hours with a few games, a lot of football talk. Hopefully we sign some defenders during it because that will be brilliant. We get a load of people on there and then all revenues from YouTube and my Just Giving page all go obviously into the Just Giving page and it goes to the charity. Right, but do me a favour then. Send, send, yeah. send me the link because I'll donate yeah. and then I'll put it on, on our Twitter as well. Brilliant. Yeah, no, let's do that. Yeah, no, definitely. And hopefully we can raise the £2,500, uh, which is the hefty target I've put myself on. So we've got to do it. Um, and listen, and as I said, Friday's going to be fun. Just come and if you, if you listen to this and you're a bit bored on a Friday, just put it on. Even if you sit it on and you don't want to listen to it, let the ads run because all the ad revenue from all of it goes to the charity, which will be great. So let, listen, come along, just get involved, subscribe to At The Perchy TV. Um, we'll be all over there. Listen, I do daily streams so you can come and listen to me at 12 o'clock UK time every single day. I won't obviously be doing it on Friday for obvious reasons. Yeah. Cool. And last question for me. Also, by the way, everyone, please, all 100 listeners and hopefully 101 with Donna Maria Cullen listening, let's all uh, tune in for that. That that would be great because I was shocked, by the way, actually, before I go, there is one other question. So two questions. 24 hours straight. Have you ever done this before? Uh, I haven't done the full 24. I know um, Sav had done it uh, a couple, a few times. I helped him. I, I managed about nine hours of it. So he... Um, he did the 24 hour he completed it before so but yeah big shout out to you mate as well i know if you're listening or not is that yeah he um sava a fellow cypriot sounding name i think yeah he is yeah football heritage tv plug to him big up to you mate um yeah i think we should get him um, on i think we should get him on the show yeah no i think it'd be be definitely a very good guest to have on at some point um yeah no um but yeah apart from that uh, yeah, that's the main. That's the main thing. So the idea is, is just let's try and raise a lot, as much money as possible. That's cool. basically the it's for, it's for a good call. So let's let's do oh, it. Definitely guys. a massive cause. Yeah. And one last question: What did you think of the intro and outro music of our podcast? Now this is a difficult question because you might say to me, "Oh shit, James, I've I've not actually listened to it." In which case, I think we'll end the show here. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Ah, you see, didn't play that. You didn't, you didn't, play that you didn't you intentionally didn't do that on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you've done there. I see it. Fair play. <laughs> so, see you guys in two weeks. Maybe we'll have an impromptu show. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And uh, best of luck.